0: Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome back, as always on a Monday, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and our relationship guru. We have a letter again this week from an anonymous listener. We will call her Rachel. It's about a family matter, her mother, her siblings. Dear Stephanie, I'm having some family issues. I'm the youngest and in my 20s. I am the only one left living at home. I have two older siblings, both of whom are married. So as they are busier than me, they are harder for my mother to get in touch with. My issue is when she doesn't get in touch with them, she then contacts me. This could be at work, with friends. It's all the time. What frustrates me most is my mother could be worrying about them. And I know they're adults, but they don't care if they have her in a tizzy. They get in touch when it suits them. My brother had a very serious hospital appointment recently and he didn't even call her. She then phoned me at work to ask had I heard anything. That then meant I had to get in touch with my brother myself. He said, everything fine, back at work. All the while, I was trying to reach him and getting into a tailspin. I know I can't change people, but I want to develop the skills to learn how to deal with how frustrating this can be. Um, The most important part of this is I don't want to hurt my mother by shutting her down. So I don't want to tell her, stop contacting me. Any help would be appreciated. And as I say, we're calling her Rachel. So, um, obviously, this is not unique because it often is the case that a member of the next generation, a son or a daughter who's single, is left with the primary burden of caring. And this Mm -hmm. burden gets worse as it gets older Mm -hmm. and may greatly inhibit their lives. It might mean they stay single and and it's an unequal world. So, what's Um. the advice to Rachel?
1: OK, Ivan, um, good to see you. Uh, yes, uh, interesting that you're, you're spreading it right out to that. And that is an interesting way to look at it, because this is a little microcosm, really, of that whole issue, isn't it? That it all comes back to the to the single girl and that in some ways, although she's young, uh, you know, she is in her, in her 20s and we're not expecting her to be always there to mind mum. But nevertheless, there is this, and I hear it a lot from single people who can be a lot older that married people in the household can feel that she's available or he's available because he doesn't have family and he doesn't have kids in some way lesser, you know, sort of lesser priority. But what I would find, just kind of zipping into this a little bit for a moment, is that Rachel, OK, there's a few things going on here. First of all, we don't know a lot about the history, so we do not know if mum is vulnerable. We do not know if mum is recently bereaved. We don't know either if she is a demanding mother who is, has always been a little too close to family. And if she has, although you know, to family sounds wrong, to her children, and if she has clingy. It, maybe yeah. a bit clingy or hasn't filled her life. As they grow up, because once your kids get to 18, 20, it's not a big surprise. They're going to be building up lives of their own and that's what you want them to do. So you've got to be really building up your life in parallel and in expectation of that. Not sitting waiting for them to bang that front door and then sitting forlornly in the kitchen. So I'm not sure about her, but I would have questions about her level of contact with the married children, most especially. I mean, they're married, they're working, they're busy. There's bedtimes, there's, uh, I mean, you would not, as a mother of adult children, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't think that calling people in work is ever okay. Um, I would have thought maybe a text is okay if you're worried about something, but I would not be in any anticipation of an answer until it was absolutely suitable. So there's a lot of issues there about what's the history, what's the story, what are the expectations and where are those expectations emanating from? And of course, then we have to look at where is Rachel and why is Rachel responding so quickly? So, coming back, what is reasonable behaviour? It's not reasonable to expect people at work to con- to respond to your calls. If there was, I mean, they call this the doctor's appointment, the example that, that Rachel gave the doctor's appointment, a very important doctor's appointment. Well, you know, he's an adult. He'll call her later. Um, I wouldn't expect, you know, he cl- it clearly wasn't life and death if he was back in work. So who's exaggerating what? Who's amplifying the importance of it? That's not 100% clear. But we have to, it's about boundaries, lines and controlling your anxiety. That's what I would say this whole letter is about. It is perfectly reasonable for people who are married not to contact their mother during the day. It's perfectly reasonable for them to expect to have a boundary around their own time and to come back to her when it is suitable. I think her expectations are a little bit high. I think she's expecting them to come back very quickly. And then she's kind of getting anxious, like, oh, there must be something wrong if they're not coming back to me. And then she drives off into more calls to Rachel. So it seems to me that it's her anxiety that's driving her there. And that might be something to address. But should
0: Rachel just sit her mother down and say, stop contacting me?
1: Well, and just have was, a row with her yeah, well and have she, it out and have the
0: direct Ivan approach
1: and that's exactly but that's the whole point She's just not just headbutt her back and not, say, and
0: then just say look and then you can have a row and then let it calm down and move to another place
1: but then there might just be hurt there mightn't be change she does
0: say she doesn't want to hurt her yes, mother but might, I find that you've got to be cruel to be kind
1: Sometimes, but in this instance, I think she's just short of strategy. I think she just doesn't know what to do, and well, I what's think, reasonable and what's reasonable. So what's normal has to be pointed out. She, I mean, this is what I'm trying to give in this that really she herself now. I mean, the two sister or the, the two sisters are definitely, or the older siblings are definitely right not to be responding. She actually, Rachel, shouldn't be responding as quickly either. And I think I've highlighted that the mother shouldn't be contacting and expecting con- responses so quickly. So how do you break that little dynamic without, as you say, having the Ivan approach. I would suggest that it's something I would recommend to people quite a lot. When the text comes whether it's from an ex or from anybody you know that you're you're having some difficulty with communicating. I would always say let the text sit. Do not respond in the way that you normally would which is you know oh I'm okay I'll be back to you in a minute or, da, 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 or you know out and the ring. No. Leave it there. Pause. There's two things happen. You must leave it for five minutes. You must leave it for 10 minutes. Listen, you're not available to answer every text, nor should you be available to. You should be focused enough on whatever you're doing, not to always be So I don't reply
0: to emails at all. Exactly. Exactly. So,
1: well, you know, in this instance, what I'm saying is what happens is you're signalling two things. First of all, you're signalling to the mum, I'm too busy to respond. Okay. without saying I'm not responding to you and having the showdown. So it's a nice way of saying, actually, mum, oh, I, uh, and I, you know, so I, I wasn't able to answer. That's a well, nice way. Well, put down
0: firm rules, don't yeah. ring me at work only text me, don't ring me when I'm out socially, don't even text me when I'm out socially. If she doesn't, if Rachel doesn't establish rules, how will her mother know what's reasonable or unreasonable? Yes,
1: and in due course, that's what I would definitely suggest, that you have the conversation, but it doesn't have to be a powwow. I'm just saying, if you you can hold back on the text, you can signal to the mother that you're busy. Second thing... But but you see,
0: there's another side to this, which is the mother-Rachel relationship, and we're on the same page here. Either firmly or gently try and change her behaviour. The next question yes. is the siblings. Correct. Should they say, because this could turn into a care issue down the road. Yeah. Um, if she became ill or infirmed or needed a carer. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point does she get on to her brother and sister and say, hold on a minute. I may be living at home, but I'm entitled to a life
1: Yes, but this is nothing to do with an intrusion to the life because really this is about Rachel. I know that if it's caring, that's uh, caring in a, a big way. it may evolve in that It way. may evolve in that But this is a time for Rachel to clarify her thinking. It is she who is not clear. Sorry, but the guys, the other two, are clear. They're getting on with their life. They are probably very caring with the mum, but they're just not at her beck and they call. They might not be. Yeah, but this woman is an independent woman. You may not need care. You're presuming care. I. Am, this woman comes across to me as quite independent. There's no big issues. She doesn't say she's sick, infirm or thing like that she's just incessantly in contact and a lot of people do that and it is it is really to fill a gap in their own life okay let your kids off let them off and let them see, come back
0: i have a bit of an iron rule here which which defines my own approach to these things okay the debt you owe to your parents which is universal mm-hmm. 100% you wouldn't exist but for them they spent a lot of sacrifices getting you to wherever. The debt you owe to your parents, you repay to your own kids. Ergo, if you don't have kids, dot, dot, dot.
1: I'm not sure I follow that entirely. So you, you pay it to your own kids. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. And if you don't have children, then you have to just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd go along with that, Ivan. I would find that. You see, I'm a great believer with parenting. First of all, it is you Who chose to have children, right? So I don't believe children owe you an awful lot. Uh, I believe that you, you know, you chose to have sex, you chose to have children. So it is your, you know, you do it to have the fun, the joy. I see it that way.
0: The, The 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 debt people or their parents not all children have half a million of a debt to start with no sorry Ivan not all all children have
1: fabulous parenting you're assuming it
0: well put it like this the sacrifices parents make for their kids is unlimited unlimited and therefore by choice and therefore the the deal is the effort you put into parenting is actually your way of thanking your parents to keep the whole human cycle going yes that's my point gotcha and therefore those who don't those who don't have kids yes you know what I mean, have more scope and capacity in their lives to be a carer.
1: Yeah, well... I, I suppose I just don't see it that because way. Because
0: she points it out. The girl is only they're busy. twenty. They're busy. You yeah, know what I mean. Busy.
1: Yeah, but when they are busy. But the girl is only twenty. She's living at home. She's been probably lovely to her mum. This is only about this letter was really only about the communication. And I'm trying to help okay. her. I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to shut you down on that. But I am saying you're elaborating it out into the whole caring model, which is completely different. If the mother is sick, vulnerable, now we're on a different page. Now we are all children. Whether you are married or you're single, everybody must. be play a part. And while that part may be slightly smaller, it is a huge issue for it to fall on one person. And we have seen it, I see it of course in my practice. I see people coming in beaten down because they feel unsupported. But you know something that I think is not it's not said often enough? That when parents when parents end up being minded, families fall apart. Oh yeah. And they fall apart because they're not forewarned. You have to just from the very beginning try and share it out and be fair to everyone. Everybody and the single person because they'll stay single forever if they never get out that front door.
0: OK, well, Rachel asks that she wanted to learn the skills to deal with this frustrating situation. I hope... Stephanie uh, Regan has given you those skills and if you have a query email us at the hard shoulder all one word at newstalk.com text us at 53106 and Stephanie will be here to advise you And that's our lot for today. my thanks to the production team Mark Simpson Dan Flanagan, Ashling Moore, Elaine Power, Kira Courtney and Steve Dont. on sound our technical team was Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy off the ball is up next. I'll be back tomorrow at four and on the box uh, tonight at 11. Uh, Thanks for listening. Enjoy your evening.